0: Welcome back to another bonus episode of Who's There. I'm your host, Allison. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. This is a podcast where I talk to a new horror fan every week because I hope to destigmatize what it means to be a horror movie fan because most of us are just regular people who love the adrenaline rush of being scared for some reason, and here we delve into those reasons. This week, I am stoked to share another bonus conversation with the stars of the new movie, The Seating*, which dropped on VOD on January 26th. They are Caitlin Scheel and Scott Hayes, who you probably recognize from a ton of other movies. I was super excited to talk to them because I love Kate in so many of her movies, and I also love Scott because he was in Antlers, which I personally loved. We talked about their favorite horror movies, how they got into loving horror and actually acting in horror, and what it was like to shoot for over two weeks in the canyon for the seating. It sounds super cool, but also like it was really hard. Before we get into this episode, just a reminder that if you want to join the community over on Patreon, you can click the link in the show notes, and for only $3, you'll get early access to... You'll get access to early episodes, stickers, a monthly newsletter, and more. And also, please join our newsletter, even if you are not ready to join the Patreon yet. And as always, please take a second to rate and review us wherever you listen. And let's get into my conversation now with Caitlin Scheel and Scott Hayes. Hey, Kate. Hey, Scott. How are you guys?
1: Great to meet you. (laughs)
0: How are you? I'm good. Nice to meet you guys, too. I'm so excited to be chatting about your new film, Seating. But why don't you start by telling everyone a little bit about yourself, where you're from, et cetera?
2: Sure. I what to say, my name's Kate. I'm an actor. (laughs) I lived in New York for a long time. Now I'm mostly based out of Los Angeles. I really like movies. That's that's kind of, those are the broad strokes, I would say. Um, Awesome. (laughs) What about you, Scott?
1: yeah about me i i'm I'm grateful to be here today to see kate we had a she's such an amazing partner in the movie we just made but about me i love movies too i like to tell stories (laughs) i like to stay in gratitude and hopefully make the world a little bit better place while i'm here maybe
0: awesome thanks uh so first things first what are each of your favorite scary movies
1: wow what do you think Kate? what do you got you're in all of them, so... so. To- no, no,
2: no, not at all. You no, know, it's a tough one. I like Don't Look Now, Candyman is a good one. <laughs> Let's see, I mean, Rosemary's Baby, obviously, uh, holds, you know, looms large for a lot of people, Does for me. There are... I'm always incredibly daunted by any sort of, like, list your favorite... <laughs> type of question, just because I, I, I go blank and there are so many, it's you know impossible to parse through. But Scott, what would, what would you say?
1: I mean, the favorite movie I've seen that I watched that was horror, I would probably have to say is Jaws. And I would yeah. maybe then say, you know, I just love the genre. I wouldn't, you know, I would say Texas Chainsaw Massacre being from Texas just really affected me a lot. Yeah, I would say, I, I went to see it on a
2: big screen, maybe like seven years ago. I had seen it before when I was a teenager, but seeing it on a big screen, I was like, oh, this is like the scariest movie of all time. Like (laughs) genuine in my seat. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So how did you each fall in love with the horror genre? If there's a moment that you can recall.
2: I remember renting The Exorcist for like something like my 11th birthday or something, (laughs) like having a sleepover with you know, my very small group of girlfriends or whatever and being (laughs) terrified, like watching under the covers, but really having the time of my life. So I I guess maybe, you know, pretty, pretty early on, I would say, I, you know, started to enjoy the genre. It's fun to be scared, I think, in a very safe and controlled environment.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I just remember as a kid, sneaking into the living room and turning on TV late at night, and I was scared to death of the leprechaun. (laughs) thought there was the hellraiser character scared me as a child to be honest i I wasn't such a horror guy and then i got to do antlers with guillermo del toro and scott cooper Mm
2: -hmm. so good
1: and what i like like to watch almost everything i can on the genre or a director's work and guillermo had has he's just such a brilliant horror genre monster magic genius that i just fell in love in antlers the process of what horror is and that's kind of where my love of horror began.
0: Nice. I love I love Antlers when I saw it a couple of years ago. I thought it was great. And Guillermo del Toro is doing a new Frankenstein, I want to say, this year. So that should be interesting. So I watched your new movie, The Seating, and it's full of dread, which I personally loved. And I also think it's like kind of like cosmic horror a little bit because you never really know what's going on. Um, It's about a hiker who's lost in the desert and takes refuge with a woman living alone and soon discovers that she might not be there willingly. How did you both initially get involved with this uh, piece?
2: Yeah, I think we were both sent the script, which I loved when I first read it. It was really exciting that, you know, there was this very expansive universe, but so many of the scenes are kind of two-handers between these two characters. And I thought Barney did a really great, job at creating, you know, sort of taught shifting power dynamic. And, you know, then I found out that Scott was going to be the actor playing the other role. And I met with Barney, who is, you know, so passionate and, and knowledgeable about the genre. And so, you know, bringing so much love to the project, it was sort of, I just felt very lucky to to be asked to be a part of
1: it. Yeah, from, that's it. I mean, I, I knew that Kate was in it, and I loved the script. I was sent the script. I interviewed with Barnaby, and for to be honest, it was it felt like a play. And that's I I come from the theater, and I knew that Kate was in it, so I knew that that's who I'd be on stage with, if you will. And I just <laughs> that this is this is going to be a very wild ride. And I so I signed up for it. I just thought Barnaby was a special director from the minute I met him. I was like, he's got he's got a special, unique take on the world. And it's very interesting to say the least.
0: Is this both of your first times working with him?
1: I think this is his first movie.
0: Oh. This is his
2: first narrative feature. Oh, I okay. But yeah, also first time meeting him full stop. And he's such a lovely person. I would, I would love to work with him again in the future if he'd have me.
0: <laughs> That's so exciting to be part of his first feature what methods did you do to like build chemistry or rapport in your early days of rehearsing or shooting?
1: This is such an interesting film to talk about in terms of <laughs> talking about the making of this movie. How do we build rapport? You know, the t- like we did a table read and we realized we all don't have, we all want to make a good movie. We all want to tell a story. And we were all invested. The core team was just so invested in this film that it inspired, I think, I don't want to speak for Kate, but to keep going and pushing harder in times yeah. when it was really hard in that environment because we said, we think this might be a really special film if we can finish it and live through it. So we tried.
2: Yeah, agreed. You know, it's it's an independent feature. We didn't have a ton of time. I say that only to express that we did not have a wealth of time to make it. So it really was like a labor of love once we got to utah where we shot it you know we did a very quick sort of two-day rehearsal period where scott and i kind of got a feel for one another but it was immediately like he's such an incredible actor it was and working with a, an actor as talented as scott it only makes you you know you want to rise to their level so it yeah it was immediately like a labor of love and it felt like it was it had juice from the beginning or, or something like that and then also the environment was sort of taxing in certain ways and so that bonds people together you know
0: definitely did the director barnaby ask you to watch any specific type or specific movies to prep for shooting this
1: he didn't for me
0: i don't think he did for me either okay
1: i don't really know so, a movie much like this one so i, I don't i don't <laughs>
2: Yeah, there's that we talked about a movie. We talked about uh, which is also a a book, "Woman in the Dunes." We talked about a little bit because the movies share some, loosely share some DNA, just in terms of a woman being alone in sort of a a wild environment. But no, I don't. I don't think he suggested that I watch anything. If memory serves,
0: what was the shoot like? You said it was in Utah, so were you? Was any of it on a sound set or were you actually like in a gorge? Like, I was that? Is it a gorge somewhere? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's in Kanab, Utah. It's a canyon. It's a, like, a, canyon. I don't even know what you call it, but it's, it's a, <laughs> you can feel the history when you're there. I know that a lot of, you know, what's interesting about that canyon is a year later, I'm, I was, I shot another movie in the same canyon. I'm doing Horizon with <laughs> Kevin Costner and we were back oh, in wow. the same- That's the crazy thing for me, for me, is walking back in there a year later to the day on another film. It's
2: so crazy. I cannot even imagine.
1: (laughs) I just remember looking at everybody on on Horizon that I was with, and I was like, you guys have no idea what this canyon is really about. (laughs) (laughs) And they were like, what do you mean? I was like, I was trapped here for a long time, guys.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's so interesting. Scott, did you actually have to climb down that ladder that's there in the beginning, like into
1: there was a certain point I, they wouldn't let me. So I went, I did three-fourths of it, but there was at the very top coming over the ledge, they said it's best if I don't do that. And I really respect Tom Cruise, but I, I'm going to let them, he's going to do his stuff. <laughs> I'm not to let my stunt me do it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Were there any intentional practices that either of you had to get into character each day when you had to start filming?
1: I mean, Kate, okay, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I think... I, I think it's accurate when you said it felt like a, a play, sort of. So, like, I don't know. It almost felt like the way I, I would have approached a play. Like, we we both kind of took our time to be alone before every scene, you know? But in terms of... I don't know that I had, like, a hook in terms of getting into character. Like, oh, I listened to this one song and it really helps me. I, I'm not sure that I had anything like that but prepping for each scene and taking alone time and then being in the room with Scott then it all felt very charged and I knew that he was coming with like fully in character fully realized and so the combination of like alone time doing your own personal prep and then you know getting into it on the set with Scott it was oh it always felt like the energy was there I guess if that makes sense. Yeah. Do you like Scott, it. do you have
1: Yeah, for me it was one of the most unique roles I've ever played because if you take a movie like Antlers, I I quit eating for like four months, had to lose eighty two pounds for that role. You know what I mean? Like this is a role where Stone is a very normal human. He he could be we all know this guy. It's it's there wasn't any crazy transformation job. It was really all I had to do was show up. The canyon fed me and kate was there and i knew if if i had the canyon kate and barnaby and the team we we were going to make something special and yeah that's what helped me is it's it's just just bringing as much honesty as i can and taking in what's in front of me
0: did you film during the summer the set the canyon looked really hot
1: it's a good question you asked that (laughs) Um, he did not it was it was zero (laughs) degrees and it's one of the it was you hear this a lot it was very hard to Be in shorts, doused in water every take in freezing degree weather. Nobody would ever know that I was dying. Oh,
0: my goodness. (laughs) That
2: really
1: was put through it
2: in terms of, yeah, being doused in various liquidy substances and having to wear, like, threadbare T-shirts and shorts and stuff. It was... was (laughs) It was very windy and very cold. It was in
1: (laughs) dresses too, and and like very thin, so cold. We were, we were in it on this one.
2: There was was a nightgown that (laughs) difficult to hide long underwear underneath. And so, yeah, that was, that was a pretty chilly one. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. How long was the shoot? How many days was it down there?
2: 19 days.
0: Oh, wow. So uh, I'm assuming there was an actual way out that was just not shown on camera. Clearly. There
2: was, though I will say <laughs> when it would rain, it would become incredibly muddy and it was sort of touch and go as to whether these little, you know, buggies that they were driving us up and down the canyon in would would make it through. But yes, there was there was a road.
0: Yeah. Definitely. That's good. <laughs> Have either of you had the chance to watch the seating with an audience yet?
2: so it premiered at tribeca i was unable to go because i was having a baby so yeah i gave birth two days before the seating premiere but was actually due on the night of the premiere of the seating which you know cosmically was a very weird twist but yeah i missed it so scott you've seen it with an audience
1: yeah i went to tribeca i've I've actually been to every festival pretty much i've enjoyed you know what being in the audience well, you know, people experience this film. So I was at Tribeca where we premiered the film. I went to Sitges. It went to Beyond Fest. It went to a bunch of good festivals, and it was just really fun to watch with an audience.
0: That's awesome. Did you take any any lessons away from this set that you will take forward with you to your next set?
2: Sure. I would say, I mean, it's a it's a lesson I've learned before, but just to be reinforced in terms of like. You know, the conditions were kind of, the elements were tough sometimes. So just to, you know, meet everyone with gratitude and love. And I feel like everyone on set was doing that for one another. And so it would have been impossible to make the movie if if people had had bad attitudes, I guess, or something like that. And then alternately, Scott is such an incredible actor and, you know, being inspired by him and his performance and trying to rise to his level, you know, it's uh, something I'll take with me moving forward for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I echo that. That's what I said. Like I'd go home and I'd say, just thank God for Kate. Like she was just like, cause these are hard scenes. And if you don't have a good partner and there's not trust, like it could be very, you know, it's, it's got a lot of explosive stuff happening. So I knew that with Kate, I was okay. And, I, and that's that was, she was my lifeline.
2: Yeah, I feel the same way. And then anytime I felt insecure about my own performance, I was like, well, Scott's always good. So they'll just cut to him. Great. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: <laughs> what is something that you want audiences to know before they go watch the seating? Going
2: fresh, I guess. Try not to learn too much about it beforehand. And, and hopefully you're transported to some degree, I would say.
1: What I would say is... Barnaby, going into the, the film, i want the audiences to know that the director behind this film has laid in a bunch of hidden meanings in this film that you'd have to really look at and, and really take in. Like even the road that I drive down in the beginning of the film, not to give any spoilers away, that road looks like something. And they, Barnaby searched everywhere for a road that looked specifically like that. And so there's a lot of things that are super intentional and even down to the way Barnaby created the poster for the film. It's such, he's such an artistic and you know, a kind of a throwback to the way movies were made back in the day, but he's doing it in the horror genre. I'm really excited to see what he's going to do next. He, he's really a special talent.
0: Ah, oh, sounds like you, he was awesome to work with. This movie was pretty scary to me because getting lost in the middle of nowhere is scary to me and I'm probably sure a lot of other people, but what scares you in horror movies today?
1: I watched two nights ago a movie I love, and I showed it, and it's called World War Z. Do you remember this zombie film from 2013? (laughs) And just what I love about it is just how you can really transport and take somebody to a new world, except for in that world, there was a virus and it was killing everybody. So... I I get scared of the real things. That's why Jaws always freaks me out because I'm I go in the ocean. You know, movies that we can all imagine circumstances we've been in where we might experience that. Everybody goes driving in the desert, and sometimes you never know you might end up in a canyon. You know, so there's things (laughs) that are relatable in a way.
2: I I would say that's a much better answer than mine, but on a like much smaller less deep scale i am pretty claustrophobic and so confined spaces are pretty scary to me and scott in this movie had to deal with some confined spaces and i applaud him for for doing it and to me that is just on a visceral level like really creeps me out
0: understandable well thank you both so much for being here i hope everyone goes to see the seating and good luck with the rest of the promotion for it thank you
2: thanks for talking to us
0: that's it for this week's bonus episode of who's there i hope you enjoyed my conversation with caitlin sheil and scott hayes and thanks to both of them for coming on i'll leave links to where you can check out the seating in the show notes you can follow us on twitter and instagram at whos there pc don't forget to check out our patreon and if you have any questions comments concerns horror movie recommendations or you'd like to be a guest shoot us an email at whos there pc at gmail.com until next time stay scary and never ask who's there